Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and You Can Heal Your Life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher, trainer, and coach trainer in Canada, and the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. My book is based on the teachers of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Thank you for joining in for us today. And tune in for more tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, visualizations, reflection time, real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your feelings. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life now based on what we have talked about on the show. Stay tuned to the end to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. Today's guest is Liz Peterson. Liz has been following Louise Hayes' work since the 1990s and has learned to implement into her own personal life, and I'm excited to share some of that with you. She is a certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, a John Maxwell speaker and coach mentor, a chakra dance facilitator, a wellness advocate for doTERRA. She has been the assistant professor at Concordia University in Chicago, a senior lecturer at Eastern Washington University, and has had extensive studies in economics. After 30 plus years in the world of business and academia, Liz made a major shift in her life in 2015, moving back to Utah to care for her parents. And what a journey it has been. Welcome, Liz. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is just such an honor to have you on the show with us. We have talked privately about some of the things that you have been experiencing over the last few years after returning to Utah to care for your family. And I'm excited for that to be shared with the listeners as well. Before we go into that, would you like to share how you first got involved with Louise Hay's work and with the book, You Can Heal Your Life? Sure. Um, I finished grad school at the University of Utah got my first job at the University of Montana in Missoula. And, you know, we packed up our life through the summer and moved on Friday, the 13th of August that year. <laughs> um, there's a day to change your life. And through the summer, I started having issues when I got my second cat, like allergies. And I had never in my life had any allergies to anything. And 
my mother didn't like cats, but I was, I had divorced and I was remarried and uh, my kids and I and my new husband were ready to go to my new job. And it just, I was sneezing. Oh, so I get to Missoula. And uh, of course, the first thing I find is the allergy doctor guy who put me on his goofy trial meds. And I was having dysfunctional dreams like I never had had in the in the world. I was on allergy shots where you have to pay to make them make the juice and then you have to pay to have them give it to you every week. It's just, it was just crazy. And a friend of mine from Salt Lake called me and said, there's a book you've got to go buy. And she she's a hair person down here. And so they see lots of people every day. And she said, there's this list, there's this like list in the book and everybody I see, it all fits. Because she was kind of like profiling everybody to see how the book and the symptoms and the, you know, the whole thing. And so 1993, I went out and bought You Can Heal Your Life and read the book. And then I got to the list and the allergies literally said, who are you allergic to? Oh, wow. And And I thought about it and it only took about a nanosecond. (laughs) Well, I won't put you on the spot as to who you were allergic to. Um, but that's really interesting. And for the listeners who's, who aren't aware, all right, there's a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And in the back, there's a section where there's a list that lists, say, for example, if you're having back problems, what the probable cause of that is on an emotional level. And uh, there's also just a small book called Heal Your Body that Louise Hay wrote as well. And that is what what Liz is referring to. So once, Liz, you knew that what was going on on an emotional level, how did that work out with your allergies? What I realized, and I'm happy to admit it if you don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind at all. It was my mom because she hated cats and she was putting this weird thing in me. And so when I realized, it's not like I hated my mother. It was just, I had to let go of the trigger. Mm -hmm. And immediately what I noticed is that whenever I started having the allergy thing happen, oh, and I also quit shots and everything completely cold turkey. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I started having the allergy thing happen, what I found very, very quickly is, you know, when we're little and we get that program thought pattern from the parents in the church and the school of the, you should do this and da, 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 da. And some of them are really negative and mm-hmm. all of that. Oh, yes, I when, do. And when any of those would go flying through, not, it's just because they're there. And mm-hmm. I felt like I had to do something. I felt like I was forced to do something. I would start sneezy dripping and huh. I would go lay on the bed, put the cold washcloth on my eyes and I would lie there and I would think, okay, what was the thought? And as soon as I could identify the thoughts, sometimes it took longer, then the symptoms would dissipate. So here's the, the second part of that story, the you know, uh, rest of the story. That lasted for a while until I retrained my thoughts. So granted, that was 1993, but these days I don't have that happen anymore because I got rid of those thoughts, the have-tos. So how did you do that? You know, that takes a lot of work. And at the beginning, I didn't know what to do. I didn't really understand. I mean, you do your affirmations, but so many people that I talk to, affirmations don't work. Affirmations don't work. Well, you have to write them properly. You have to state them accurately. And you actually have to believe them and you have to say them really in your gut, in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, and, and looking in the mirror is good, but that made me laugh my head off the first few times because that's what happens. And it's just 
a process of relearning. Meanwhile, I was reading more Louise. I was reading so many books on success and personality and thoughts and behavior, Napoleon Hill books, uh, all the, you know, bestseller kinds of like Dale Carnegie, you Mm -hmm. know, friends and influence people books, but it, it just was a process. And of course, had I done more Louise Hay up front, it would have come more quickly, but in time it did come. I love what you shared that it is a process of relearning. I think so often for me and and probably for listeners and for yourself as well, it's hard to have the patience to go through the actual process of the relearning. Exactly. And you have to believe it's going to work. Yes. You're not going to overcome the negative that's in you that you're trying to overcome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then they're not going to work for you. And it's difficult when you're trying to teach somebody about this. Well, I've done that. Well, it's like, okay, there's so much more to it than you might think. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. Uh, It's just not easy. That's right. That's right. And it does take commitment. And you know, uh, for those people who don't know, affirmations are personal, they're positive, they're present tense. An example of what you were just saying is, I work with a lot of people who are giving up addiction. So, you know, I'll talk to them about affirmations and they'll, they'll come up with something like, I hate drinking alcohol, right? They're on the right path, but not quite a positive affirmation. Right. 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 You know, whereas a, a, a positive affirmation might be, you know, my, my body and mind function well without any outside stimulants. I can trust myself to make great decisions, you know, those types of things, right? Exactly. You know, personal, positive and present tense and really following through that process of relearning. And I liked what you said about the mirror, too, because I think sometimes, you know, first of all, we can think that spiritual work has to be so serious, Right. And I think it's totally okay to get in front of the mirror and be a little cheeky. But also, what you said the awkwardness at the beginning, getting in front of the mirror and making these affirmations can feel a little odd. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth there. But yeah. once you really learn to connect with that inner child within who you are speaking to and who you are reassuring that it is safe to make these changes, that's when the real miracles occur. Did you find that too? Absolutely. You know, and what's interesting is all these years later when, and if, well, two things, all these years later, right after my dad died, my son was going through a bunch of slides because back in the day, that's what you used to do. He found a gadget that we could digitize the slides to make them, you know, put them on the computer. And he found these pictures of me when I was four or five years old. And I have shared that with you. Remember my little Mm -hmm. Lizzie picture. And what has been cool is to actually look at that and kind of use that as my vision of my inner child, because I know how old I was about, and I know what I was feeling and to then be able to look at that and really tune into that. Backing up to 93 though, Louise, my kids were in their junior high school years when we did, you know, elementary to junior high school years when we did the move and Louise, it was as if she lived with us because we didn't, if somebody got a symptom or something happened, we'd say, well, what does Louise say? We never just ran to the doctor. We'd grab the book and everybody had one and we'd look up headache or we'd look up. Oh my goodness. And so honestly, when she passed a couple of years ago, it was such a personal loss because it was like she lived with us, even though of course she didn't, but that's how important she was in our world. And my kids grew up with it for good or for bad. And so, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey. 
I always think it's such a testament as to the difference that one person can make in the world. You know, when you think about how with her work and how diligent she was and how dedicated she was to the people that she was in service to and the millions and millions and millions of people around the world who found freedom and were able to break from through break away from the patterns, maybe their childhood or something that they've learned a little bit later on in life, whatever it may be, and find that healing. It's yes. just such a beautiful piece. So I understand what you're saying. I think people around the world felt a personal loss when she didn't pass. Yeah. Yes. So she teaches a lot about the mind-body connection, right? And and when there is a symptom such as your allergies, how that does connect with what's going on in our minds. So I'm thinking that when you moved back to Utah in 2015, that um, being in a position where you're caring for aging parents, you would have been able to implement some of these tools, but it might have been a little challenging too, being that you know you had these big health crises with your parents on the go. Can you tell us more about that? I arrived in May that year and I started having back pain in the upper back, which was always where I carried my stress. So, you know, first it's on the right side. Okay. So it's more masculine and therefore we are dealing with bill payments and job that I don't have anymore. What am I going to do? And all these kinds of things and setting up their estate and making sure that, you know, the bills are handled and, you know, hiring the right care and I'm here and I'm a huge lifestyle change for you. Oh yeah. I walked away from my career. It was interesting the pain would shift to the left and that's the maternal side. And all of a sudden there's my mother who there was a friend of mine who knew native American language. And he used to joke and say that the symbol for war was two women under the same roof. And, you know, some, some mothers and daughters just have that kind of adversarial relationship, Mm -hmm. but we loved each other, you know, but it had its moments. And so, you know, some days the pain would be on the right. Some days the pain would be on the left. You know, and I just kind of let it be. And I did my my normal treatment and trying to release and saying what I needed to. But the change in, in everything and lifestyle and, you know, all of that was so much. And then all of a sudden, it shifted to the center in October. We lost my dad in August. And by October, the pain shifted to the middle. And that wasn't normal. And I knew there was a problem. When I fell down, I let my dogs in one night. I fell down. So Mm -hmm. I had my daughter take me to the ER and they ran the MRI and found a mass on my upper spine and did two spine surgeries in October 26th and November 2nd. I mean, my brain, the economist in me of 2015. And the recovery from that was long and arduous, but I did, I, I was massively on pain meds, but so reading wasn't necessarily a good option but I still tried to do affirmations. I still tried to be positive um, because, you know, when you're in a situation like that, if you get so negative, you're going to go jump off a bridge. I kind of joke around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah fun, funny, you, not funny, you, right? You have to watch. I mean, the Hallmark Christmas stuff had all shown up, so I was good. Or I Love Lucy reruns or all just anything I could come up with, you know, mm-hmm. who's Anyway, the improv comedy reruns, the brain active and on something other than I'm going to just swim in my misery here. And, uh, you know, life went on. And so about six months later, the following March or May, I was watching the Louise Hay or the Hay House Summit, World Summit on Facebook and their website. And 
watched another movie that that was her and it was i think it was the one we seen now where the woman's driving in the car yes, and with her, like her quiet time and we get to hear her thoughts and i sat there and i'm i have a an imac big screen so i had the movie on the one side and not my document on the other and i'm taking notes and i took like 10 pages of notes on that one little half hour movie or hour movie and so once again louise completely changed my life i started googling like crazy because all of a sudden i'm in a not in a teaching position as a professor there's no spare time especially when you've got kids right and so all of a sudden i have sort of spare time just because the kids were grown though they both lived here in Utah and still do which is great but I had some private moments so I started googling that's when I found the Louise training and so that was May I went in October and met you and did the first round of training went a year later to do the coach training had two more spine surgeries in between so it has been a juxtaposition of new memories with mom and dad before they're gone and they're both gone now but not all of them were good memories because it's really hard when sorry I'll try and not cry it was hard when when losing dad my mom went into if you read about alzheimers she literally couldn't deal with her reality because he was the love of her life they met when she was 15 and now she's 89 and he he was the man in her world and i it made sense to me my brother was still angry because mm-hmm. he understand what what we understand and so she went off into stage six alzheimer's in just so quickly and it was just difficult to deal with that alzheimer's is such a terrible thing and she's gone now which is in 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 many ways for all of us a blessing because she's not suffering anymore right and so that's important but it 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 has been the good and the bad and the memories and the retraining john maxwell all of that chakra dance all of that has happened since being back here. Four spine surgeries and a lumpectomy has happened since being back here. It's been an interesting road. And what's even more interesting is I was telling you the other day, I don't know where I'd be right now without Louise and affirmations. I mean, I really don't because there's, uh, from my iPhone, I've got this little app that I, one of the Heal Your Life people suggested, it told me about. And mm-hmm. so I got my affirmations, they're recorded in there in my voice in positive, uplifting terms and all the right words. And I, I update them every few days or a few weeks, depending. But the, the important thing there is that I can have the music that I can choose to have my phone play with them. The music plays louder than the words. So your conscious mind, if you do it during the day, is the one that's going to fight you and your conscious mind doesn't hear it. Mm-hmm listen to it at night or even during the day, I can make the music louder, which makes the words more subliminal, which means my subconscious is being reprogrammed and I'm not even thinking about it. I'm singing the song that's playing with it. I just absolutely love that. And I love how committed you are to your own recovery. I think so often um, we forget that, that we do have that power. And when I hear you talk about everything that went on with your parents you know, what I hear is all of the pressure that you were under. Yeah. And it would have been so easy to flip over into a victim mode. You know, I guess I did a little of that. My son used to get really angry with me, and I appreciate that, not for the anger, but for him watching me shift. And mm-hmm. I tried so hard to pull out of that. But yeah, that even happened to me. But I, I think, I, I don't know, if I don't think I'm still there. But it was it was temporary, but it's 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 dangerous. 
It really is, you know, and it's so easy. You don't really see it happening. And, you know, and I think that you make a good point too. And two things, you know, number one, that it can be very dangerous. And I think so many people, times people with health issues, you know, do fall into a state of depression and, and things can worsen from there. But the other thing, you know, that you shared is, you know, even though you got a little bit of tough love from your son, it was still the love that came through. Right. You know, and really help to to pull you through that and to bring you along to the other side. And so often I think we think, oh, well, hey, you know what? I had a really bad day yesterday and I was feeling sorry for myself and I was really negative and I didn't even want to get out of bed. Um, and you know what? Though that's okay, right? I've learned that one. <laughs> yeah, it's totally okay to have those days. And, and, you know, oftentimes I think in the spiritual world, we think that, you know, we need to be walking around saying namaste all day long. And, you know, it just is not that way. We are humans as well. You know, we, we are yeah. spiritual beings having this human experience. And just to really love ourselves where we're at. And, you know, if that means we're 20% positive today or we're 90% positive today, loving ourselves where we're at, but just keep doing the daily practices that help to increase our spiritual awareness and our spiritual vibration, which are things like you've mentioned, you know, the meditations, the affirmations, and so on. That's such valuable information you're sharing. I appreciate that. I will share one of my favorite affirmations. Oh, Uh, please. Louise we know had about with cancer and did a number of things, including a lot of affirmations. So of course I'm using all of those, but they're easily found in print. But I, um, I was on an email list. I still am. And all of a sudden one day in the middle of all this, I got one of her emails and it said, perfect health is my divine right. And I claim it now. And so when the oncologist, the first one I fired wanted me to do this and that, I said, you know what? I don't want to take your pills. They're going to kill me. I have such an overreaction to medicine. I have to be really, really careful, you know, and they don't understand. And I get that, but I'm not going to play their game. And, you know, this is way off the the path. If you're dealing with something like I have, you're going to want to, you're welcome to contact me and I'll talk you through it, but you're going to want to, you know, do your own research. But the thing is, it's a choice. And when we realize how much the mind and the body-mind connection, if you look at what cancer comes from, in this terrible, deep guilt and resentment and where it hits you is what it's you know, dealing with. It's really, really important to get your head straight, to get your mind right as, as the big channel to feeling better because it's what caused the problem. Mm-hmm. And so often it's, it's a snowball effect with the fear that then comes along with it. Right. Right. I love that affirmation. Perfect health is my divine right, and I claim it now. Yes. Beautiful. If you are listening to this podcast, just take a moment to say that into your mind. Perfect health is my divine right, and I claim it now. I wanted to share the app that you were speaking of. Uh, I think it's called Think Up. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Think Up. So uh, for those of you listening, uh, this app is called Think Up. I, it's uh, not an expensive app. Um, do you, do you know approximately how much it cost? I bought the one that was $6 and 99 cents. It might be seven something now that you don't need the $25 one. Um, I have an phone and, um, so my iTunes can program into it because, you know, they're all right there together. The app itself, the little, uh, square logo is kind of a, an orange color with a little, 
ivory colored leaf sprout. Okay, perfect. So that's a great tool. Yeah. I know that Hay House has some apps as well, um, but I don't think they have the technology that this one has as far as recording in your own voice. Um, But there are Heal Your Life apps and um, Heal Your Body apps as well that people can check into through their app store provider. I am just so grateful to have you on this show here. I feel like you are just an absolute champion for reclaiming control of your health, no matter what the circumstances are. Well, the early choice isn't a good choice. I'm not ready to disappear from this. <laughs> so you have to have a positive attitude and wake up a little day. I mean, you are an, a you're an amazing good. example. Thank you. You really are. If people do want to contact you directly, they can go to healyourlifeworkshops.com and there'll be a little search bar that comes up that says, where are you looking for a teacher? And if you type in Utah, Liz Peterson will come up uh, with her contact information there. Before I let you go, Liz, I would love it if you could share you know, one final thought about a self-care tip that, that you would be able to share with our listeners. It ties into what you were saying, what I've been if you don't know how to meditate and you're trying to figure it out, that can be overwhelming. Make a list of like what I try to do in the morning or I try and do at night as I'm lying there kind of getting adjusted with the screws and rods in my spine and my puppies, surround myself with puppies. And I lie there and I think, you know, I'm safe. Thank you. I'm safe. I'm blessed. I have a roof. I have a comfy bed. And if you just think these, just these little simple thoughts, you'd be surprised how warm and fuzzy it gets in your heart and your soul. And you're just expressing gratitude. You're saying, you know, you're not focusing on all the bad stuff because you're not necessarily happy for it, but obviously we learn from them. Mm -hmm. But in the morning, I'm, I'm grateful for a new day. What? What maybe should I have for breakfast? So I'm lying there kind of just waking up, opening my eyes from, uh, admittedly, from pain meds yesterday. And so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I could just grope around and just be grumpy all day. But no, what what do I get to do? I get to do some organic strawberries for breakfast with some flax seed muffins because of my diet change from choice because of the medical issues. And that's exciting. You know, maybe I don't get to drink Coke anymore or have peanut butter M&Ms. It's fine. Um, I get to eat more healthy, but it's a choice. And where do you want to be? And so you just focus a little tidbit on being grateful. That is divine wisdom right there. I loved every word of what you've shared with us and especially this part about us expressing gratitude. And you're absolutely right. We don't need to you know, have these huge things out there to be grateful for. Something as simple as the pillow under our head and the blankets that are covering us in the morning are things to be grateful for. And I can just visualize you enjoying your organic strawberries with your flax seed. And I'm so grateful that you are in my life. You are someone who truly focuses on the positive. And as you know, what we focus on, we get more of. I'm going to close this podcast with some affirmations written by Louise Hay herself. And this is from the book, You Can Heal Your Life in the uh, chapter one, What I Believe. Thank you very much, Liz. And I'm just going to read this here and then we'll say goodbye and close off the show. So much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. What I Believe. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole and complete. And yet life is ever changing. 
There is no beginning and no end, only a constant cycling and recycling of substance and experiences. Life is never stuck or static or stale, for each moment is new and fresh. I am one with the very power that created me, and this power has given me the power to create my own circumstances. I rejoice in the knowledge that I have the power of my own mind to use in any way I choose. Every moment of life is a new beginning point as we move from the old. This moment is a new point of beginning for me right here and right now. All is well in my world. And so it is. Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Liz. I really appreciate you being with us. You are an amazing person, and I'm grateful you're in my life. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.